Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. We're going to go over to the Blue Fox Eating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Good Lord, I sound like a recast 80s cartoon villain right now. Terrible. Sam King sounds much better, though. He's on with us from the Journal and Courier. Sam, uh, good afternoon to you, buddy. Uh, I know you just came from uh, media availability over there at Purdue. Um, so, you know, trophies in hand. The confetti has fallen. Uh, now focused on the Big Ten tournament. Uh, what was the uh, what was the mood like, and kind of what was the vibe that you got from uh, Purdue's players and coaches today? Well, um, from the players uh, who were available, and I didn't talk to all of them, but um, you know, Braden Smith, Caleb First, uh, a couple others, I heard overheard talking to some other uh, media members. It's kind of uh, a reset, and uh, the most important thing I think now is you play on neutral courts from here on out. And that's kind of what this week is. You go play some familiar opponents on neutral courts before you go play some unfamiliar opponents on neutral courts. And uh, that's what Purdue's trying to get out of this. Obviously, you want to be playing well. Um, I know that fans won't want to hear this, but uh, Matt Painter did not seem to put a huge emphasis on we have to go there and win this tournament or, or win games. He said we have to play well. And sometimes we've played well in this thing and gone to the NCAA tournament and stunk. Sometimes we're stuck in the Big Ten tournament, gone to the NCAA tournament and played well. Um, but he just, you know, kind of wants to see some consistency from his team and, um, you know, really just kind of start playing um, in a lot of ways like Purdue had earlier in the year. Um, and he was asked about the, the neutral court situation in Portland where Purdue beat West Virginia, Duke, and Gonzaga all in a, a span of four days. And he said, yeah, we played really well over there. If we can do that, I really like our chances going forward. But, um that's, that's kind of the biggest thing is, um, listen, we know we haven't been consistent for two halves of a game or, you know, for several games in a row recently, and we've got to get back to that. Well, maybe we just, you know, play your first-round tournament games all the way out there. Don't, are they hosting out in Portland this year? Are they all the way out west? and send them out there. It'll be perfectly fine. Uh, <laughs> we're talking with Sam King of the Journal and Courier on the Hammerhead Hotline. Um, you know, the Big Ten Postseason Awards came out yesterday as well. Um, I talked a little bit about it on the show where I'm not a big awards guy to begin with, um, but I think Purdue fans rightly have a little bit of a bone to pick. The fact that you know, Matt Painter does not end up winning the Coach of the Year award. I understand Collins getting it. It, it makes a little bit of sense to me. Uh, but I, come on, Sam. I mean, it, it, he's, he's got a pretty darn good argument here, doesn't he? Uh, well, you win the league by three games, and you lost, what, Sasha Stefanovic, Trevion Williams, Jaden Ivey, Eric Hunter, Isaiah Thompson. You lose all those guys from a Sweet 16 team, and uh, your your best player is a guy that was splitting time at center last year. Uh, so, yeah, I think, obviously, had Matt Painter got it, I don't know if Northwestern fans would have had a bone to pick. Um but I'm sure they would. It's the same way with, with Coach Collins. And my take on this, and I haven't actually said this publicly yet, um, if, if Purdue wins at Northwestern, which it did not, uh, Northwestern finishes ninth in the league, Purdue wins the league by four games, and there's no, you know, it, it's a four oh, absolutely. Um, so, you know, that one game changes the whole dynamic of what the Big Ten standings look like, um, you know, in Northwestern's case anyway. Um, so, that's the one game you take away, and I know that there were, uh, gosh, if, if you go back and watch that game, there were a lot of missed calls, a lot of things that didn't go Purdue's way, but um, as Matt Painter has said several times this year, 
you've got to play through those things. And Purdue did not handle it very well that day. And because of that, I think it, it really helped solidify Northwestern as a the, the number two seed in the conference tournament and, and helped Coach Collins get coach of the year when you look at you know, that team being, what, 4-0 against Indiana, Purdue, and Michigan State. So, um, you know, that, that's kind of what stands out. But on the other end, you were, what, 7-7 seven and seven against, the, like, the, the lower end of the league or something like that. So, um, yeah, either way, um, you know, Matt doesn't seem too heartbroken about not winning the award. He said we won the Big Ten championship, and that's the only award that we really cared about. So uh, you get that, you get the Big Ten player of the year, um, you move forward, and, and you're happy that you won the, the program 25th Big Ten championship. I just can't believe you've been you know you've been covering this uh, Purdue beat exclusively here for the JNC for a couple of months now, and all of a sudden, first name basis with Coach Painter now. Now it's just Matt to you. I see how it is, man. You're getting you, you're just angling for some of that uh, barbecue that I hear he cooks up all the time during the summer, aren't you? Oh, uh, um, I mean, I'm a barbecue guy, but I haven't gone that route. I'm not even sure I've actually address him by his, his name. I usually just ask, ask a question or in a post-game press conference, they just hand you a microphone and, and you ask the question. So, no. Uh, but no, yeah. no, what, no, what up coaches? You're not going to throw one of those out. You see him on campus. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that it'd be some sort of cordial greeting. There was a couple weeks ago before we got into the interview process, we were all talking about our, you know, our autograph baseballs and whatever else we have at home. And he was talking about his Dave Kingman autograph baseball and whatnot. And I said, I have a Matt Painter signed Big Ten All Stars versus Clinton County All Stars exhibition basketball game, and he kind of was like, "Man, you got the short end of the stick if that's the audience <laughs> you're bringing up." But um, yeah. oh goodness, Sam King's with us here on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline. You know, kind of odd. You win the conference by three games. You have the Player of the Year in the conference, and yet nobody else making a first, second, or third team, either media or coaches. I got to think that's a little surprising. Um, did, 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 did Coach Payne or anybody else have anything to say about that? Uh, the, well, some of the media members and uh, obviously the um, the fans are very outspoken about it. Uh, here's the the kind of the I don't want to say it's a problem. It's a very good problem if you're Purdue. They've got eight guys aside from Zach Eady. Zach, obviously the Player of the Year, National Player of the Year candidate, probably going to win that award. Um, then you have eight guys that don't really separate themselves a whole lot. And, you know, Braden Smith will have 21 game and he'll have four the next game. Fletcher Lawyer the same way. You've got consistent guys like Mason Gillis and Caleb First and Trey Kaufman Wren. And, um, you know, when you look at the overall stats, you're like, you know, this guy's averaging eight points a game. How do you put him on the, the all-conference team? Um, well, yeah, you know, Fletcher Lawyer won them a bunch of games early on in the Big Ten uh, schedule, just hitting clutch shots, game-winning shots. I think Braden Smith probably, you know, if anybody deserved to be on one of those first three teams because of what he means to that team as, as a point guard. Um, and I know that he's had a, a few games in the last month or so where he struggled. But when you look at the entire conference schedule, which I think you should if you're picking an all-conference team, he's been really darn good. So, um, you know, that's maybe the guy that I thought got a little bit of the shaft. And, and you know, Fletcher Lawyer and Braden Smith were – both honorable mention, which means that some people had voted for them. They just didn't register enough votes. But, yeah, there's some guys on there that I think that, that at least Braden Smith um, had a, a reason to be on over them. But uh, I don't think he's too torn up about it. Uh, like I said, they won the Big Ten championship. They're going to get a ring. Uh, they've got a real chance to do something here in the NCAA tournament, and uh, that will far exceed any kind of individual award. 
Sam, uh, how do you like this Big Ten tournament for them, how it's set up? You know, uh, It'll be a very hungry Michigan or Rutgers team that's you know, fighting to uh, you know, stay at least on that bubble and get in. Uh, but then you got Michigan State below you, maybe Iowa. Um, it seems like this worked out pretty darn well for them. How do you like the setup of the tournament for the Boilermakers? Well, the if you look at the behind Purdue in the league standings, there's a whole mess of teams, and it's really been a year where, um, and I know it's cliche to say, but anybody can beat anybody in the Big Ten. Um, never more has that been true than maybe this season. Um, when you look at just the, the amount of teams with eight, nine losses that are all um, – neck and neck and you know Purdue has proven that uh you know it's not unbeatable either so uh it's you know other than Minnesota uh there's a lot of dangerous teams that I think would not surprise me if any of them won now if Ohio State goes and wins the thing um maybe that's a surprise but people forget that a lot of people thought Chris Holtman was the Big Ten coach of the year before the season started and uh had maybe the first or second best team in the conference so it's been a weird year in the league um, but everybody's capable of playing well. And like you said, Rutgers and Michigan have played themselves either onto or down to the bubble um, recently. And uh, you've got to make a run here, at least win that first game. And then if you beat Purdue, that's a huge notch on the tournament resume that uh, you can say, hey, look, we beat the, the number one team in the country. And if you're Rutgers, you did it twice. So uh, that's, you know, it's, it's going to be tough no matter who you play. Even if Purdue wins and gets to the semifinal, that's going to be a tough game. Um, and, you know, I get a feel that winning the regular season conference title means a lot more to Purdue than winning the, the conference tournament. Now, Purdue would love to win the conference tournament as well, obviously, but um, it's not going to – it shouldn't hurt the seed line a whole lot, I wouldn't think, for them uh, because of how late the Big Ten tournament is. You're kind of locked into – I imagine Purdue's locked into a one or a two seed right now and maybe – you know, depending on the outcome of Friday's game, maybe Saturday's game, um, you you flop uh, positions there. But, um, yeah, I just think that, like I said at the beginning of this, the most important thing is playing well and carrying some momentum into the tournament like we've cleaned up in a couple of the areas that, that have, we've struggled in recently. Do the Boilermakers have to win that first game uh, for you to still feel pretty good about them going in the NCAA tournament? Or is it more of a, hey, look, we know that this hasn't always been their cup of tea, uh, the Big Ten tournament. We know we've, we, we, we've seen them throughout the course of the year. It's a neutral site. They never play well at United Center. I'm okay with it. Uh, if they don't win that first one, what are your feelings? Uh, the only thing that I think it really maybe solidifies that you're a two seed instead of a one seed. I'm, now, I'm not a bracketologist or anything like that, but um, that's maybe the, the biggest thing out of that first game. Uh the thing about the Big Ten is every team knows every team very well. And uh, when you get in the NCAA tournament, that's not the case. So um, I don't think that it's a necessary win. It would be great for Purdue to win that game and go into Saturday and say, hey, look, we just beat another um, pretty quality team here and starting to feel good about ourselves. And the the playing well kind of goes back to the second half where you were leading Illinois by 24 and then the game's tied with a minute to go. So uh you don't want to have a situation like that where you have a great first half then have a bad second half. I think it's just a matter of, you know, if, if they go out and they play well and they get beat, so be it. Uh, if Purdue goes out and, and plays like crap, then you have a, a little bit of concern going into the NCAA tournament. Sam King, Journal and Courier, again, just does a tremendous job covering everything local sports here. 
Uh, One-man operation over there right now, and uh, we can't thank him enough for peeling off a good 10, 15 minutes here to talk some local sports with you guys. We're lucky to have him. Sam, I know you'll be busy this weekend, so as always, man, try to find some rest when you can. We appreciate your time, buddy. Thank you. All right. Take care of that voice. Yeah, I'll do my best, buddy. We'll, we'll talk to you next time. All right. See ya. All right. Yeah, you hear it. Um, so what? I got to rest this thing for a few minutes here. Let's do that. Let's come back, and uh, we'll bring you more of the Hammerdown Show on the way on 1017 The Hammer.